the Lord has directed my heart to talk to us about prayer. And I'm not going to uh, give you a bunch of points on prayer or how to pray, but I am going to do my very best to uh, re-challenge you and strengthen your heart in, in, the, in the power of in the power of prayer, in the power of prayer. How many would say an amen to the fact that there is power, there is power in prayer. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. And, and when it seems like, when it seems like we have done everything, and when when it looks like it's impossible, we cannot ever count God out. Because prayer, 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 prayer changes things. Hallelujah. John chapter 7 and verse 53. John chapter 7 and verse 53 reads, and every man went into his own house. And John chapter 8 and verse number 1, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. And Matthew chapter 17 and verse 21 reads, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and and fasting. There are, there are some things that are only accomplished when we, when we pray. When we, when we pray. Amen. Now we, we, know from, we know from studying the word of the Lord and reading the Bible and the preaching that, that Christ was a, he, he was a, uh, an individual of prayer. Before he chose his twelve disciples, he spent the night. He spent the night in prayer. We also know that before he was crucified at Calvary, that he spent the night in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed all night long. The disciples slept. He, 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 finally, after he had spent the night in prayer, sleep on. It's, it, it is uh, the hour is at hand. Uh, in John, in John, chapter eight, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning, he he stayed until the morning. Over, over and over again, our Lord spent time in prayer. How many uh, can relate in my heart that uh, into what I'm saying? There, there have been times where you have spent seasons in, in prayer. Uh, maybe some of you have prayed all night long. Maybe I know that there have been uh, over the 25 years that I have been in Perth and over, and I know that there were times in Hoyt and and when I pastored in Woodstock, 
that I, I spent seasons of prayer at the church. There, there have been many nights that I have uh, laid on this platform and spent the night in, in, in prayer here. Um, I know as a, as a young man, I've shared these stories, uh, a teenager and dad would have 24-hour prayer chains in our little church and I remember everybody had signed up and there was one slot left and it was from 4 o'clock till 6 o'clock in the morning and I was walking out the door and I felt the Lord so I put my name there and so I'd go home and I set my alarm clock for 3.30 and I was maybe 13 or 14 at the time and the I would get up, the alarm would get on ringing and I'd go down and I'd get on my bicycle at probably 3.30 and pedal over to the church and I would go in there and I don't know how much intense praying I got done at that age but I was there. And I remember on many occasions, the, the person that was coming up at 6 o'clock would uh, wake me up. I would be, I can still envision that altar. I, I had fallen asleep on the altar many times. And they would, they would come in and wake me up. Todd, you, it's, it's time, it's 6 o'clock, you need to go home. And I would go out the front door of that little church and get back on my bike and and pedal back home. Now those those aren't all the time, but there have been there have been times where that has been a part of of uh, of my life. How many can testify that you have had seasons where where you have spent in prayer? And, and it's not always that way, and you don't always feel it that intense. I remember uh, Brother Billy Cole telling the story one time. He went to preach a revival somewhere, and they fixed a big supper and sat him down at the table, and then they, they stood over in the kitchen, and he said, what are you doing? They said, well, we're, we're fasting, but we wanted you to eat. <laughs> and Brother Cole said, I hit my fist on the table and said, there's a time to fast and there's a time to feast. Now's the time to feast. <laughs> so you won't always feel such a burden or a call to prayer for all night prayer meetings all the time. But the important thing is, is that when God calls us into a season of prayer, many times you wake up in the middle of the night. What am I doing awake? Why can't I sleep? And... and uh, well, maybe the Lord is calling you. I, I, have, I need some prayer. I, I need some time with you. I need to, I need to fellowship and commune. I, 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 I want to lay something in your heart. I, I, need you to, I need you to pray for somebody or I, I need you to I need. There, there are times I'll be driving down the road and I'll be by myself and, and, and I'll, I'll just... The, the, the radio or the music will start to irritate me and I'll, I'll, I'll shut that off and, and, um, and why, why? And all of a sudden, I'll, I'll feel the presence of the Lord settle into that vehicle and, 
and it's, it's, it's almost like the Lord was saying, I just I want to have some time here. I, I want to I talk to your heart. I want you to pray about some things. I want you to think about and meditate some things. I, I guess what I'm trying to, to start out by saying, this isn't going to be a, a point one, two, three on how to pray. What it, what it needs to be in this, in this hour and this day with so much mental traffic and so much uh, bombardment of media and everything that's going on around us that as, as God's children, we, we have a revival of a desire to set some things aside and set time aside. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. Now, now I'm, not, I'm not ignorant to people's schedules and and I don't want anybody to leave here tonight and think, well, you know, Brother Farrell, when am I supposed to do that? I, that's, that's not what this is about. This is about creating again and renewing a sensitivity that when you feel the Lord or His Spirit drawing you into a season of prayer, that we be sensitive, we be sensitive to that. Uh, Samuel was a little boy. Samuel was a little boy, and, and he, he laid down in, in bed, and Eli was an elder priest, and, and Samuel was hearing the call, and he didn't recognize it as the call, he, uh, Samuel, and, and he would jump out of bed, and he would run in and said, what is it, what, what, what do you want, and Eli, I, I didn't call you, go, go back to bed, and back to bed, and and, and Samuel was in bed, and, and the call, Samuel, and, and out of bed, and into the old man of God. And I, I didn't call you. And, and this happened, and finally Eli realized God, God is calling him. There's a, there's a call, and he, he was young, and he wasn't sensitive to, to what was happening there. And so there's something in my heart, a, a burden in my heart tonight that we, we have to renew a sensitivity to there, there are times, hallelujah, there are times that the presence of the Lord will swing by and knock on the door of our heart and, and, and want to fellowship and commune and talk with us. And, and if we aren't sensitive to that, we will miss a, a visitation or a calling or a time where the Lord wants to impart something powerful into our into our, our spirit or or those times where we there there is a, a need and, and you and I have the privilege to intercede and intervene on behalf of of some particular need. Somebody somebody that may not be able to to pray for themselves right now. Somebody that may not be able to to boldly storm before God and and, and they don't have the ability emotionally or physically. And that's where the family of God and the, and the Spirit of the Lord has got to be able to quicken the hearts of, of brothers and sisters. And, and you and I have got to be in a place where we are sensitive to hear the call to prayer. The call to prayer. Whether, whether that's in the middle of the night whether that's in the middle of the night, whether it's driving down the road, whether it's walking in the woods, and whether it's, whether it's um, whatever you're doing, uh, the importance and the value of prayer has not diminished 
in time and eternity. In time and eternity. I was talking to a gentleman this week, and he said, my mother prayed for me. 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 And he kept saying it over and over again. And I'm, I, that, that has rung in my spirit all week long. That is, that is rung in my heart. All my somebody, somebody prayed for me. And what a great, what a great tragedy if the church loses that passion and that burden. To, to pray for one another and to pray for circumstances and to pray for revival and to pray for things and, and to know that, that right now, right now, I know, I know in my heart that somebody is praying for me and to know that when God moves and, and things change and revival happens and the anointing falls and, and, and the glory of God is there, it's, it's not because... Uh, it's not because of chance or luck or circumstance, but it's because somebody took the time and, and made prayer uh, their ministry. They made prayer and it, they were sensitive to it that, that I'm willing, I'm willing to become a, a, a man or a woman of prayer, of prayer. Just like we need to read our Bible, and just like and and uh, and prayer doesn't have to be eloquent, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be elaborate, and it doesn't have to be. Um, uh, you've heard me say it before, but uh, there's a scene in Anne of Green Gables where she is where she has uh, committed an awful tragedy, and and uh, and uh, her uh, tells her to go upstairs and. She needs to repent, and so she goes upstairs, and, and she begins to wail in all of this ecclesiastical form, and, and uh, was it, what's her name, Mars? Marilla goes upstairs and says, child, what on earth are you doing? And uh, she said, well, that's how I heard Reverend so-and-so pray, and she was trying to say all the right words and say it in the right way. That's not... That's not prayer. Elijah, Elijah was on, on the mountain and the prophets of Baal and, uh, and, and all the nonsense of all that. And, and Elijah just simply said to the Lord, you know, show, show your power. Rain down. Reveal yourself. A, a very short, powerful prayer. And in, in, in a few minutes, the fire fell from heaven and consumed the altar and the sacrifice and licked up all the water and, and did all those things. Prayer. Prayer is, 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 that, is that voice that rings deep from your heart and from your soul that's quickened by the Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And, and you don't know where it springs from and, and you don't even know why you're praying it and why you're saying it. You don't understand the passion that, that comes out of it. But hear, hear me that, that prayer changes things. And if, if the church in, in this hour will renew themselves, a, a commitment to the power of prayer and the conviction of it. And, and when that, that call rings forth, uh, I, I need you to get up. I, I need to wake you up. I, I need you to go into your closet of prayer that, that you and I have a, a renewed passion and a renewed hunger that says, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I'm willing to get on my knees. And I'm willing, Lord, to touch you. I'm willing to touch heaven. I'm willing to 
I'm willing to spend time in prayer because some things only happen through prayer and through fasting. Some things only happen when somebody is willing to, to go into the church and close the door. They're willing to go to the living room. They're willing to go to the basement. They're willing to go to their favorite place of prayer and they're willing to shut the door and and, and I'm praying for my children, I'm praying for my grandchildren, and, and I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying today, uh, as ridiculous as it seems today, I prayed for my great, great grandchildren, God of you, Terry, I, I prayed for them today, I prayed for them today, I prayed for them today. There's got to be a, a renewed passion in our heart for God to be able to call His people into a season of, of prayer. And uh, that, that at times is maybe a little over and above our normal, our normal prayer time. For God to be able to stir our hearts in, in the night hour, in the dark hour, in the storms, to pray for things that we don't even know we're praying. Luke chapter 18 says, Men ought always to pray and faint not. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes that prayer, as I've said, takes different forms. It takes different forms. But there are times, and I, 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 I don't maybe know exactly why I'm saying this tonight, we don't know what the future holds, and we don't know, we don't know what's going on. And, and even more personal and, and close to home is you don't know what the person sitting beside you right now in church is, is facing. You don't, you don't know, and you don't know. And, and, and if, a, if a name or a, a person comes into your heart, that's not the pizza talking. That's, that's maybe God trying to, to knock on the door of your heart and say they may not be able to pray for themselves, but, but if, you, if you will intercede, if, if you will come before my throne on their behalf, if, if, you, will, if you will bring and, and lay the burden at my feet, something will change. Something will change. I will, I will move something. I will, uh, I will break chains of bondage. I will, I, will, I will break things. The Bible, and I said this a few weeks ago, uh, Daniel, Daniel prayed, and he, he prayed for 21 days, and, 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 and finally the answer arrived, and, and, the, and the word was, Daniel I came the very, the very first time that you prayed, but there were princes that withheld me. There were, there were things that interfered. And if Daniel had stopped, if he had stopped on that first, that first day of prayer, when, when it didn't happen immediately, the, the answer, he would, he would not have got to the answer. There's, there is a power to say, Lord... If you'll strengthen me, if you'll help me, if, if you'll give me the ability, I will pray until this burden lifts. 
I will pray until I feel a change in, in the wind. I will pray until this lifts from me. I will pray. I remember, I remember one, one, uh, one particular time uh, I felt a, a, a call to prayer. Uh, it was a heavy impulse. So I, I went and I got up and I prayed and I, I went and did it and I said a nice prayer and then I, I went back into what I was, what I was doing and, and I got back into it. I couldn't, Brother Price, I couldn't get my, I couldn't get my mind and, and, and I felt the Lord kind of knock again. No, and I, so I, I, I went away from it and I, I went back and I prayed a little bit more and there and, and, and this went on for several times until until I finally said you know lord what 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 is this and then, and then I really began to pray I really began to touch god and I I pledged to say I'm going to stay in this until that burden lifts and and I did and it finally lifted and then there was a freedom that came over my my spirit and my soul. I, I uh, I've had I've had individuals that have prayed for me at times, and uh, I remember one time I was I was needing something and and uh, oh it was I was needing I was needing something and I I couldn't get through I couldn't get through, and a, a brother in this church he's here tonight uh, a brother in this church. Uh, called me and he said uh, brother Farrell the Lord laid a burden of prayer on my heart for you and I want you to know I have prayed all day today and that burden finally lifted I don't know what it was but it finally lifted I, I hung up the phone from him and I the phone rang again and it was the answer to it was the answer to that prayer. Listen, church, we cannot. Would you just clap your hands with me? Just hallelujah, hallelujah. We cannot ever underestimate the power of prayer changing things if God's people will humble themselves and pray. There is no telling, and I'm talking about praying in the will of God. I'm not talking about praying for blessings and, and material things, but I'm talking about praying for the will of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven, daily bread, forgiveness, trespasses. Thine is the power when we really pray in the will of God. Things happen in the realm of the Spirit. And there are some things that you and I cannot do in our own power and in our own strength and in our own way, but the power of prayer can push through things. It can push through hell. It can push through circumstances. It can push through human spirit and human will. Prayer can go to the highest heights. It can go to the deepest depths. There is no limit and no boundary and no nothing that will hinder the power of prayer for the people of God.
Hallelujah. Luke chapter 11 tells a story of a man who came at midnight and said to a friend, lend me some bread. A friend of mine is in his journey. He's come to me and I have nothing to set before him. The friend said, don't you trouble me no more. Don't trouble me no more. The door is closed. My family's in bed. I cannot meet your need. The fellow asked again and he asked again and asked again. And then the story goes in the word of the Lord that though it was not uh, in his heart or desire, yet because of the perseverance of this individual, God, God, God moved, God moved, God moved. I just want to ask you a question. How many, how many things are, are, are untapped? How many, how many outpourings? How many blessings? How many, how many things are, are there at our disposal if, if we could just get into a, a, a mindset? And I'm not talking about overwhelming and burying us, but I, when we're called into seasons and we feel that drawing onto, their, onto our hearts, how many things are left untapped and how many answers are left untapped and how many outpourings are left untapped and how many blessings go unclaimed because, because we, 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 uh, we don't enter into those seasons of, of being in the presence of God and pouring out, our, pouring out our heart, pouring out our heart. Amen. 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 Oh, my. Brother Farrell, you're, you're overwhelming me. I got I to gotta work. I got to do all these things. I got to do all that. I know you do. And God doesn't call us to 24 hours of prayer. What I'm talking about is those times where you really feel the tug on your heart. The Bible says that Jacob was, was at a brook. He was ready to, and having to go and face his brother. The last, uh, the last word that he ever heard from, from Esau was, if I get my hands on you, I'm going to kill you. Those were, the, those were some of the final words that Jacob heard from his brother. And Jacob had gone on a journey and now it was time for him to come back full circle and face, face his brother. And before Jacob could do that, he recognized in his heart and in his life, there's got to be something that changes in me. And the only way that change is going to happen is I've got to take a hold of of a, of a power that's greater than me. The only thing that can change me. And the Bible says that he hung on to God all night long. The Bible says he would not, he would not let go. When was the last time we took a hold of a season of prayer? And we said, I'm not going to let go until something changes. Either change the circumstance or change them 
or change me. Several years ago, I, uh, I, was, I was up on something. I was up against something that I, I had nothing in my ability to conquer. And uh, so I, I eventually gave God an ultimatum. <laughs> I said, God, it's either this or me, one or the other. Because as of right now, I'm done with it. And uh, God said, God always takes my side, see. God said, well, I'm going to leave that situation there a really long time. So you better figure it out. And when, when God spoke to my spirit, something broke in me. And I said, God, I can't figure it out. I have tried. I don't know what to do. There is no solution in myself. I, there is nothing that I can do. And God said, then you better start praying it through. And I began to pray it and I began to pray it through. And I kept praying it through. And I kept praying it through. And when it would challenge me, I would pray it through. And all of a sudden, I got so into that. God, forget about that situation. Lord, you just keep changing me. You just keep working on me. You just keep putting your spirit in me. You keep anointing me. You keep pouring it on me, Lord. Oh, I don't even care about that situation anymore. God, you keep touching and anointing and changing my life. And I, I kept praying, I kept praying, I kept praying. And in the end, the Lord changed something in my life. And you know what was amazing? It also fixed that situation. There's something about the power. Lord, I'm not going to let you go. I am not, I'm not going to come off this floor. I'm not going to come out of this closet. I'm not going to lift my head off this couch. I'm not coming up from the basement. I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I'm not going to quit, Lord. If, if I have to stay here all night long, I am not going to stop this. I'm going to pray until you move, until you bless, until you touch, or until this burden lifts from me, God. I'm going to, I'm going to appeal. How many, how many things leave, are left on the table when if God's people would enter into a season of prayer. And again, I'm talking about when you're called to it, when you feel that tug to do it. I'm going to persevere in, in, in prayer. Um, I, I know you have burdens. How many have a need here tonight? How many have a need here tonight that you need the Lord to, to, to do? Um, and I, I have no answers for that. I have no answers, but I know God has the answer. I know God has the answer. And what a tragedy it would be if 
Um, what, what did the songwriter say? D don't give up on the brink of a miracle. Don't give up on the brink of a miracle. I'm not trying to build a false hope and keep a carrot dangling in front of your, your head to, to get you to go on psychologically. I, I'm really sincere when I say that I just, in my heart tonight, I really feel that there are some miracles and there are some blessings on the other side of some people of God that would be willing to say, Lord, I am going to pray until this lifts, until this changes, until, until something breaks, either in me or in the situation or the circumstance, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I believe that there is a power that comes to God's people when they make up in their mind, I am going to pray this through. You know, and that, to say that, um, how many of you have heard all of your life in church, those old-time preachers, we're going to pray this through. But, you know, we don't hear that kind of language anymore, do we? We don't, we don't hear that kind, of, that kind of talk anymore because praying it through is, it, it costs something, doesn't it? It costs something. Sister Penny, I remember years ago we we faced uh, we faced something together, uh, our families, and I remember us. We don't have an answer. We don't know what we're going to do. We don't know where we're going to turn. What are we going to do? But I remember the night in the altar when you broke through. I remember the night in the altar when you broke through in prayer and intercession, I can still see when, when she gets in the spirit, she's, she's down like this, and her arms are going like this. And when, when she's, I get scared when she starts doing that. I can't imagine what the devils are doing. And I want to tell you, God, God took care of that situation. God took care of that situation. Oh, I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you, there is, there, there is, when we, when we, when we forget what it's going to make us look like and we forget how, what others may think or how they're going to feel about it, listen, it doesn't matter. When your children are on the line and revival's on the line and needs are on the line, I don't care how I look. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't care what's going on around me. I, I need God to open the windows of heaven because I've tried everything in my power and I, I can't do any more, Lord. You've got to pick up the ball here and you've got to move it forward. You, you, there's got to be a breakthrough. There's some, there's some princes that are withholding, but, but I know if I persevere in prayer until, until this burden lifts. I know, I know something will change when I hallelujah hallelujah praise God 
praise God. Revival doesn't happen because we're talented. Revival doesn't happen because we have a nice building. Revival doesn't happen because we have technology and we have good things around us. Revival happens like it always happened if my people will humble themselves and pray. If my people will humble themselves and pray. Demons aren't conquered and devils aren't destroyed and, and chains aren't broken because we sing good and because we have good preaching and because we have a nice building and because we have good people. The word of the Lord said, this cometh out only by prayer and by fasting. There are some things that only will happen when we When we pray, there is something powerful about somebody that is willing to keep on, I'm going to use the word scratching, keep on digging. I may be only pray about this five minutes today, but I'm going to keep on scratching. And it may be five minutes tomorrow, but I'm going to keep on Brother Pharaoh, when do, you, when do you get to stop? Never. <laughs> Never. Never. Our last breaths have got to be in prayer. Scott, Hack, uh, Scott Hackler. Scott Hackler's wife, Ann, you know her as Ann Grant. She was, she was so sick with cancer. And we had, we had prayed and prayed and everybody had prayed and everything. And, and yet, it just came time for her to, to go to be with the Lord. And uh, Scott said that he was with Ann. This would be... Brother Grant's daughter, Letha, and Fred Grant's granddaughter. And she was taking her last breaths. She pulled Scott down to her mouth and his ear. And um, he said her dying words to me were, God answers When do, you, when do you get to stop? When do I throw the clutch? And when do I get to... Never. Souls need to be saved. And revival needs to happen. And homes need to be restored. And, and, and revival needs to happen. I, I, never, I never get to retire from God. Being able to pull me aside and say, Dave Farrell, I... I need you to pray. 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 I need you to scratch a little. I need you to take a hold of the horns of the altar. With an attitude and a spirit, I'm not going to let go of this altar. Something...
praise the Lord. Amen. I just happen to think that the things that we're looking for and the things that we want are just on the other side of a real burden for prayer. And again, I'm not talking about the selfish things and the, the things that I may want that would make my life easier. I'm talking about I'm talking about thy kingdom come, thy will be done kind of things. Those kinds of things. My family saved and souls saved and revival and the kingdom of God. My brother, my sister, that family, that home, that, that financial need. I'm talking about those kinds of things, you know. Is that okay? I'm talking about the kind of prayers that release the Spirit of God, that release ministry. Praise God. The kind of prayer that just un, unties the hands and breaks yokes, breaks bondages, breaks, breaks things in the spirit realm. Just Brother Pharaoh, you've gone wacky. <laughs> but how many of you know what I'm saying is how many of you have experienced it you know you know what I'm saying I know you have because some of you have done it for me praise God praise God would you stand I gotta let you go I gotta